there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore from around the world. And today we are very excited for this episode because this will be our first ever fanfic episode! Woo! So, this is brought to you by our amazing fanficker, Sin Darfine. That may not be pronouncing it right, but that's how it's spelled. <laughs> um, she is an amazing artist that creates folklore-inspired art from all around the world. And you can check her out on Instagram at Sindarfing. That's S-I-N-D-A-R-F-I-N-G. Um, we will post a link to her Instagram in the show notes. So go check it out. We're super excited. She is here being... Our first fan picker, so it's just really pretty cool. <laughs> so, I think that would, I think I consider that to be like our mutual alluring thing is having our first ever fan picker, but. Yeah, I'd say so. But I will. A very ask, exciting time. Oh my goodness. We have someone that wanted to do a fan pick episode. I'm like <laughs> so over the moon. <laughs> ah, okay. Anyway. So we'll get right into it. Ryan, what did you find alluring this week? Uh, so my alluring thing is actually a TV show I watched. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's called Reservation Dogs. Okay. And it's really freaking good. It's about like a group of kids on a reservation in Oklahoma. But I think it's the first Ooh. like all native made show. Oh, As far that's as I'm awesome. aware from what I've read. So Has some to. definitely overdue recognition in Hollywood, which is pretty awesome. And it's just a really good show. Like it's it's hilarious. Oh, I wanna have to check it out because I was I am like sick of Naruto right now. We <laughs> we're on Shibuda, however you say it. I always say it wrong. And we're like in the middle of like the Great Ninja War or whatever. And I'm like 500 episodes in, and I'm like, I'm done with this. And I just finished Bob's Burgers, so I need something new. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's, uh, it's definitely movies. different than Naruto. I'm so curious. I wonder if it will remind me of Arizona at all. Because like, whenever I see stuff like that, I just remember growing up in Arizona. <laughs> so yeah. I'll have to check it out. That's so cool. Yeah, so what did you find alluring this week? Um... I have finally put up my fall decor. I have waited till September. Yeah. I did great this year and waited till September. Not that I forgot or I've been so busy or whatever, but <laughs> I am super happy. I have like two buckets of my Harry Potter party stuff out that I've just left out instead of putting away because I'm very hyped for that. And I'll be in like two two weeks from when we're recording. So... Nice. I'm so excited. I have so many potion, like potion <laughs> drinks I'm going to make. And <laughs> I, I'm just really hyped. We went to like this place called like Pyrados 2 here in Utah. And I really like them because they have like a lot of like quirky foods. Kind of, it's like a gourmet grocery store, I guess. But yeah. they had like a whole Harry Potter section. So I want to get like butterbeer there for whoever oh, wins nice. like the games and stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah. 
I know we, we talked about it in a previous episode, but one day I will make it to one of these, <laughs> you one will. Of these parties. One day the universe will put you at my doorstep upon the mm-hmm. eve of Harry Potter party day. <laughs> <laughs> one day. But I don't know. You're the segue person. You got a good segue yeah, for this one. Where, where's Harry Potter take place again? Um, England? Just because I throw the party doesn't mean I know a lot about oh, it. Oh, yeah. England. That's crazy. You know what else is in England and other parts of Europe? What? Uh, our, our legend this week. <laughs> Boom. Bam. That was a good one. <laughs> that was, I was impressed. Pat I was myself like... on the back for that. Good job. You get a gold alluring star today. There was a stretch, but we reached it. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, let's get into the story. So, if you find yourself in German or England, make sure you listen carefully. If you hear the sounds of a dreamy song drawing you closer to a calm lake or river, be cautious. Around the corner may be some beautiful shape-shifting water spirits singing and playing instruments. But be wary, these lovely spirits and their hypnotic music can be a trap, especially if you are a woman or a child. So, and if you are on our Patreon and one of our lovely Patreon supporters, you will see the first image of the creature we will be discussing and you can join patreon and have access to these videos but if not you can even go to our website alluring.com and click on the blog and see all the pictures we are discussing as well so but back to the story this week we will be talking about nix they are spirits who dwell in the peaceful rivers and lakes of germany england and scandinavia Their legend has been around since the 12th century and had a popularity peak in the Romantic era during the 18th century. So, (laughs) I'm so excited. I actually really liked this lore. So I'm super stoked about this fanfic. Okay, so characteristics. So appearance-wise, it seems that these water beings take on many different forms. These avid shapeshifters seem to have the ability to take on the appearance of anything they desire. Typically, a Nixie can appear as a human, either male or female, a half-human, half-fish, so merfolk, a horse, (laughs) a snake, of course a fish, or sunken treasure. (laughs) That is a range. That that is quite the range of animals that this thing can be. They got all their bases covered, is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And they, so top of being this diverse range of what they can transform, they can also turn invisible in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they could be anything, really, when you think about it. <laughs> but most popular is their human and horse form. And when they are in human form, regardless of their age, they will always have an elegant appearance to them. Their ears and eyes are sharper than normal, and their hair and skin might be a blue or green tint. They will even wear stylish outfits, which always appear wet around the hems. So they're just like constantly elegant. So no matter kind of what form they're in, they have a dreamy appearance to them. Yeah. And then in aquatic form, so this is when they're more merfolky with the mer tails. They appear to have gills, bulbous eyes, slit ears, webbed hands, and webbed feet. So a lot less elegant. Yeah, well, they're still, like, I, what's the good word? They're still ethereal to their appearance. It's just, like, their eyes are a little bit soulless in yeah. their aquatic form. Like, bulbous eyes, that means they're, like, bulging out, right? Yeah, but it's, like, big and, like, sharp. (laughs) Some Patreon probably hates when someone gets near their eye and just, like, freaked out. (laughs) And then if you click to the next slide, this is a lovely photo of one in horse form. 
and it looks like a horse just kind of stepping out of a little swamp and it's white and majestic. So when they are in horse form, they appear to have a white or apple gray hue to them. They are far more beautiful than the average horse. But if you look closely, you'll notice a mane full of riverweed or a mane constantly dripping of water. So the prettiest horse you have ever seen <laughs> when they are an animal. So yeah, I, I, I try and avoid like doing like history stuff while, while I'm like finding my, a story for my half. <laughs> and when I was looking for pictures, I was like, why are there so many horses? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was so confused. So it makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> the dots think... all connect. <laughs> yeah, like. Because I try and just focus on my story so that I'm a little surprised when you do the history, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, it all it all comes together. You were like, did I have, like, a horse tag secretly on as I yeah. was Google searching everything? <laughs> did like, Tina Belcher get on my computer before? Yeah. <laughs> like, this one we were looking up aquatic creatures, but here we are. No, and then I try, like, with your stories, I'm always trying my best to, like, not read stories and just like look at the history so like i'm surprised and sometimes i'll find artwork and it's like this is based off the story i'm like why is there a nude man about which is why our alignment charts are always so drastically different (laughs) has nothing to do with a beautiful woman can deceive me at all though that's never it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um let's go into the personality next so the personality of it Nixie. So Nix and Nixie are the same. I'll use it interchangeably to spice things up. So the Nixie personality depends on the lore. They are either dangerous, malicious villains, they are wise teachers, or they are romantic figures. So malicious Nix use seductive qualities to lure humans to the waters, such as music or beauty. Then when a human gets just close enough, they will grab their victim and drown them. These water nymphs also consist more of women. No, 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 sorry. I mistyped it because this was really hard for me to explain. These water nymphs are more thirsty for women and children than men. So this is actually a creature I need to be wary of. Yeah. About time. (laughs) It just takes like eight You're still going to put it as like lawful good, I know. Maybe. I won't admit to anything at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so the other personality is the mix that takes on the wise teacher trope. And they are known to take in a human as a student. They will help them gain amazing musical abilities. But all good artists don't work for free and require payment for their lessons. So, give them a gift, such as alcohol, tobacco, a black animal, which I don't understand. (laughs) And if you're a beautiful maiden, you can pay for their time. So, if you just hang out with them and you're pretty enough, they'll be happy with that too. Nice. Which is why I, like, I was like, oh, I should be wary of these creatures. And I'm like, Maybe I'll be good. <laughs> it's a coin toss. Yeah, it's 50-50. That's, that's good enough odds for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we have the Romantic Nixie. So during the Romantic era, they began looking at humans as potential lovers instead of just a meal. So when they would find a human they fancy, they would fall in love. And due to their alluring nature, the human would return the feelings instantly. This relationship can also result in a human child. But since Nyx are water spirits, at the end of the day, if they are separated from their watering home for too long, they will leave, despite being deeply in love and devoted to their human partner. So, you can't, you can take the Nyx out of the river, but you can't take the river out of the Nyx. Is that like the... The yeah. same. <laughs> I think that's what they that's what they say. And then so regardless of the type of personality of them, they are always known for their musical talent. All of them sing sweetly with their spellbinding voices that can hypnotize listeners and draw them closer to the water. They even have the ability to play a few instruments. For example, a harp. <laughs> 
And if you happen to see one in animal form, instead of using musical talents, they dazzle with physical beauty flaunting around so people stop and stare. Mm. <laughs> I just like had the best visual of like a horse this whole time throughout it, yeah. just like prancing like so happily. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't think of what cartoon I'm thinking of. It's, yeah, the Emperor's New Groove, but that's a llama. <laughs> but basically, like just replace the llama with a horse when he's like dancing. <laughs> that that's what Nicks are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be a good meme. Okay. <laughs> so, with as powerful they are, they have weaknesses. So, if one is being problematic. There are multiple ways you can take on one of these water spirits. And I have a whoop, I have a handy dandy little list for you. So simply drop a piece of silver or iron into a Nyx home, and this will make it the river silent as you cross the water so they don't notice you. Which I thought was spooky and very creative. Mm-hmm. And then, if a nyx is in horse form, you can lure them to a field by being a beautiful maiden as bait. Then, when they are close enough, you can capture it by forcing it to to a plow harness with silver or iron. So, a lot of farmers would trick them into coming on land by being like, here's a beautiful maiden. And they're like, oh, hello, beautiful maiden. I am a magical horse. And then they'd be like, I gotcha. And they would throw Suddenly, they're a farm horse. And because hmm. they don't like get tired and they're magical, so I guess they're just better. But <laughs> this is like the opposite of every folklore we've done, where usually they are the beautiful creature that trick you into like coming to them. These guys just get tricked just as easily the yep. other way around. <laughs> I like it. They're like, oh, beautiful maiden. What harm can she do? Snatch. (laughs) Yeah, so it does kind of shake things up a little bit. Um, Another way to take care of them is shouting the creature's name. It can silence it forever because they perish at the sound of their own name. But then you have to find out the name. And they're not ones to wear name tags. So that's Mm. one of the more difficult ones. And then the next is don't lead a Nyx to water. These creatures are water spirits, and they can't be away from the water for long amounts of time. So if you capture one, keep them away from rivers and lakes. As a result, the spirit will become depressed and eventually perish. And of course, the Catholics have to have a say in what to do (laughs) to to have their grip on, because of their grip on Western Europe at the time. So, they say you can ward the creature off with holy water or by making the sign of the cross. There you go. (laughs) I don't think that would work in the context of how these creatures are. (laughs) I think the image of someone running into this beautiful creature and being like, back, demon, and like doing the cross with their fingers and then just staring perplexed, like, what is this person doing? (laughs) This is amazing. And then let me go into the history now. So the word Nix comes from Old German and has many different variations. The spreading of these stories along with many other sightings of these water spirits has resulted in a collection of different names. Here are a few of them they go by. And I'm going to butcher half of them, so let's do this. <laughs> so, long list. Yeah, there's 11 I have, so... Most popular is Nix and Nixie, then Neutros, Nick, or Nietzsche's Nokin, Nok, Nak, Naki. So most of these names are from German, but they are from, but some are from Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Regardless of what they are called, Nix always translates to something along the lines of to wash or to bathe. So, again, this is one of those cool legends where it's seen in multiple places. It's not just, Mm. like, one sighting of one person. It's throughout a whole region. And then the possible origins of them. So, they're believed to originate from 
Germanic, and Northern European cultures. Most appearances of them can be found in early Northern European epic poems referred to as necks. And in these poems, scholars would sometimes categorize them as a river monster. However, the first written mention of Nyx comes from an old dramatic epic poem called Nibligenlid. 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 Written as early as 1180s to 1210s. I'll, uh, I'll have my I'll have my mom read uh, that word and I'll just put her voice right there, <laughs> saying it now. Nibelugan lead. Oh, so that was. That's how you say that word. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan's mom. You're the best because I can't today. <laughs> German's a hard language. Oh, bless the beautiful souls that speak it. So, and then a little bit more about the history. Um, this is Jacob's Grimm's book about it in our little picture slideshow that we got going on. And I'll dive a little bit more into it. But I just thought the book looked so pretty. So I was like, here's a cute little book cover for all my book nerds out there. <laughs> so, the history of them. One of the most interesting things about them is how their personality shifted in writing. Early accounts around the 1200s referred to them as malicious water nymphs to be wary of. Though they won't go out of their way to hurt you due to their playful nature, people were very cautious of them. Part of it is believed it's due to humans knowing water is crucial for life but can also be quite dangerous. Then, as time went on, the romantic era came to place and the Nixie were put in a different light. These water spirits became muses to many artists and could be found in paintings, poems, folktales, songs, or plays. For example, here are some three of the more popular ones. So there's Richard Wanger's opera, Die Ring des Nibligen. Hey guys, this is Ryan during editing. Uh, I'm just going to throw out my mom's pronunciation again here real quick, just to help you out. Der Ring des Nibelungen. Yeah, so hopefully that helped. Uh, we can get back to the episode now. Features the Rinna Maidens, a trio of Nixies that protects a golden treasure in the Rin River. The next one is... I believe that's Richard Wagner. Richard Wagner. Because this is German, and they don't... <laughs> Wagner. Wagner. <laughs> Wagner. <laughs> He's rolling in his grave right now. I can Winger. hear him Richard like, Winger. Winger. This bitch should just swaying in there. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. This is mm -hmm. why Ryan's my co-host, is to save me from embarrassment. Only after I speak it, though. So. <laughs> Wagner. <laughs> Wagner. Richard Wagner. <laughs> but closer. You're getting there. Okay, the next one is Henry Hini. Oh, I know that's wrong. And, and Frederick Silcher loved German folk song about a Nixie named Lorelei. That was close, right? Oh, so yeah. that's good enough. 60% is passing in America, right? Right. Probably cool. like Heinrich. Heinrich. There it is. That sounds more accurate. And then finally... Jacob Grimm wrote about them in his book Dusche Destrush Mythology, categorizing them as one of the most important creatures from German folktales. Grimm categorized them with other water spirits due to their free spirit nature and how they enjoy singing and dancing while using their hypnotic voices to draft you. <laughs> wow, I said that really wrong. I saw your change. Deutsch mythology. We appreciate your patience as I go through this struggle. You guys <laughs> all are right. It'll all, it'll all be, it'll all be voiced over. <laughs> I, I think people have learned at this point that yeah. they come here not for my speech <laughs> accuracy, but for a quick little legend. That and could be game. why they come. Is for the. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for being nice and not giving me too much shit. But a little is deserved. Yeah, my Give, yeah I was like just a little bit <laughs> mild roast. So, 
Anyway, so back to the stories of these creatures. These creatures were incredibly romanticized, and this was even a time when the lore of Nixie became partners with humans and bearing children grew in popularity. So everyone was like, oh, we can have beautiful babies with these beautiful water spirits. And it was kind of funny because at the time, a lot of people would say, like, this is only where pretty children would come from. <laughs> so they would kind of be like, oh, must have been Nixie. So it makes sense. I thought that was very funny. Because, like, imagine you're with your partner and you're you're both ugly, right? And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh. Or, like, one of you is really unattractive and the other one is. They're like, your yeah. wife must be a Nixie. You're like, what are yeah. you saying <laughs> about <Rude>. me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this romanticized idea wouldn't last long. Especially if the Catholicism, if Catholicism had a say in it. <laughs> Eventually, Catholics took hold of this romantic, inspiring water spirit which resulted in it becoming a creature that searched for redemption in an immortal soul. Their music was also now sorrowful instead of joyful, and they were shut out of the church, which is why they cried and mourned these sad songs, so people would feel pity over their spirits. (laughs) I I need to make a shirt that says the Catholics are at it again. The Catholics are at it again. Oh, jeez. But thankfully, that didn't last long. And now these playful, inspiring water spirits are seen as beautiful, shape-shifting creatures to be cautious of, especially if you're a woman or child. Some people still tell the legends of Nixie to this day to keep their children from watering too close to rivers or lakes that foggy nights as well. Ooh... And that's the history of the beautiful shapeshiftiness. <laughs> and yeah, they uh, so that they're kind of like not bad guys no. in the history. <laughs> in the history. But coming up after the commercial break is the Brothers Grimm version of the Nixie. <laughs> Woo! So. <laughs> We'll hear, we'll tune in to our sponsors for a quick second and then we'll come right back. When exploring the forest and foraging for mushrooms, it can be extremely difficult to tell whether a mushroom is poisonous, safe to consume, or part of a fairy ring that will end up trapping you in the fey realm forever. So before you go harvesting these adorable little fungi, and you know, possibly becoming a face servant for the rest of your life, you should head over to Skillshare. Skillshare has thousands of hands-on creative classes you can explore for pretty much anything, from mushroom hunting to making a hearty forged forest stew, or even painting an adorable mushroom, Skillshare has it all. They also have a collection of teachers who are experts, pros, and industry icons, and they are all excited to share their wisdom, experience, and trusted techniques with you so you can learn from creators all around the world right in the comfort of your own home. And whether you're a beginner or pro, looking for a new hobby, or wanting to take your creative career to the next level, Skillshare has the inspiration and classes to help you accomplish your goals. Plus, our listeners who sign up get a free one-month trial of Skillshare. So what are you waiting for? Join Skillshare today by going to Skillshare.com eqcm.net slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on the Skillshare banner. Again, that's skillshare.eqcm.net slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Skillshare banner to get that one month free trial of Skillshare today. Hello friends, now that you've heard the fantastic history of the Nix, Nixie, um, Nikor, all sorts of them, we are going to hear the J- Cliff Notes version of the Jacob Grimm version. Ooh. This is the Nixie of Mill Pond. Once upon a time, there was a miller. He 
He lived contently with his wife. They had money and land, and their prosperity increased from year to year. But misfortune comes overnight. Just as their wealth had increased, so did it decrease from year to year, until finally the miller scarcely owned even the mill where he lived. He was in great distress, and when he lay down after a day's work, he found no rest, but tossed and turned in his bed, filled with worries. One morning, he got up before daybreak and went outside, thinking the fresh air would lighten his heart. As he was walking across the mill dam, the first sunbeam was just appearing, and he heard something rippling in the pond. Turning around, he saw a beautiful woman rising slowly out of the water. Her long hair, which was holding above her shoulder with her soft hands, flowed down on both sides and covered her white body. He saw very well that she was the Nixie of the pond, and he was so frightened that he did not know whether to run away or to stay where he was. But the Nixie, speaking with a soft voice, called him by name and asked him why he was so sad. Aww. Yeah, she's nice. She sounds sweet. <laughs> I just know it's going to turn. It never... Oh, okay. At first, the miller was speechless. But when he heard her speak so kindly, he took heart and told her how he had lived with a good fortune and wealth. But that now was so poor that he did not know what to do. Be at ease, answered the Nixie. I will make you richer and happier than you have ever been before. You must only promise to give me that which has just been born in your house. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, there it is. Rumpelstiltskinning it. I see how this goes. Okay. What else can that be, thought the miller, but a young dog or a young cat? And he promised her what she demanded. The Nixie descended into the water again, and consoled and in good spirits, he hurried back to his mill. He had not yet arrived when the maid came out the front door, called out to him that she that he should rejoice, for his wife had given birth to a little boy. <laughs> Yikes. Hey, honey, um, we're going to get all our money back, but it's going to cost yeah. our firstborn. My question is, did he not realize his wife was pregnant? Or, like, he didn't, like, think, oh, maybe my wife just gave birth because she's been pregnant for, like, nine-ish months. It sounds like... <laughs> That he cared more about the money in the situation. Well, yeah, yeah that does. He thought it was going to be a dog or a cat because he didn't realize his son was born yet. <laughs> Are the dogs and cats of the house also pregnant? Is the everyone? There's just a in lot of home? pregnant people. Is there the a home? pregnant maid in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone baby ready? And he was just like, oh, it's like a. Like, it's not going to be mine. He's like, I'm like rolling a d20 at this point. <laughs> The miller stood there as though he had been struck by lightning. He saw very well that the cunning Nixie had known this and had cheated him. With his no, head she lowered, did it. no, she yeah, did it. this is kind this of this is him. all on him, a thousand percent. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> with his head lowered, he went to his wife's bed. When she said, "Why are you not happy with the beautiful boy?" he told her what had happened, and what kind of promise he had given to the Nixie. What good to me are good fortune and prosperity, he added, if I am to lose my child. But what can I do? Aww. Even the relatives who had come to congratulate them did not have any advice for him. Because it's probably not a super common thing to happen. At least he's <laughs> empathetic about it. He's yeah. not like, well... He feels bad. He's not like, eh, make another one. <laughs> Wrap it up, honey. <laughs> We're going to be rich. You know? Like, yeah. at least he, like, shows empathy about it. Yeah. Speaking of being rich, in the meantime, good fortune returned to the miller's house. He succeeded in everything that he undertook. It was as though the trunks and the strong boxes filled themselves on their own accord, as though money in a chest multiplied overnight. Before long, his wealth was greater than it had ever been before. However, it did not bring him happiness without concern, for his agreement with the Nixie tormented his heart. Whenever he passed the pond, he feared she might appear and demand payment of his debt. He never allowed the boy to go near the water. Beware, he said to him, if you touch the water, a hand will appear, take hold of you, and pull you under. <laughs> Which is probably oh. true. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's trippy. Okay. However, year after year passed, and the Nixie made no further appearance, so the miller began to feel at ease. The boy grew up to be a young man and was apprenticed to a huntsman. When he had learned his 
trade and become a skilled huntsman, the lord of the village took him into his service. In the village there lived a beautiful, faithful maiden whom the huntsman liked, and when his master noticed this, he gave him a little house. The two were married, lived peacefully and happily, and loved each other sincerely. Aww. Oh, it's my... And that picture is so lovely. It's like... It's just like one color sketch kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, this is the dad. This This is the Nixie. Yeah. Um, The one day, the huntsman was pursuing a deer. When the animal ran out of the woods and into an open field, he followed it and finally brought it down with a single shot. He did... He did not notice that he was in the vicinity of a dang- of the dangerous mill pond, and after he had dressed out the deer, he went to the water in order to wash his blood-stained hands. However, he had scarcely dipped them into the water when the Nixie emerged. Laughing, she wrapped her wet arms around him and pulled him under so quickly that the waves splashed over him. Oh, that means she was waiting. I think mm-hmm. that's like. That makes it a little. Me- that makes not a little. That makes it, it messed been up. Years. He's she, a grown man now. Yeah, he's she's like this whole time. Yeah, she's like, I want your baby in like twenty years. It's like mm, that's not. That's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot about that somewhere. <laughs> when it was evening and the huntsman did not return home, his wife became frightened. Aww. She went out to look for him. He had often told her that he had to be on his guard against the Nixie's snares and that he did not dare go near the mill pond. So she already suspected what had happened. She hurries to the water, and when she found his hunting bag lying on the bank, she could no longer have any doubt of the misfortune. Crying and wringing her hands, she called her beloved's name, but to no avail. She hurried across to the other side of the mill pond and called him anew. She cursed the Nixie with harsh words, but no answers followed. The surface of the water remained calm. Only the moon's half-face stared steadily back up at her. The poor woman did not leave the pond with fast strides, never stopping to rest. She walked around it again and again, sometimes in silence, sometimes crying out loud, sometimes sobbing softly. Finally, her strength gave out and she sank down to the ground. Falling into a heavy sleep, she was too immersed in a dream. She was fearfully climbing upwards between large rock, rocky cliffs. This is her dream. She was... Fearfully climbing upwards between large rocky cliffs, thorns and briars were hacking at her feet. Rain was beating into her face. The wind was billowing in her long hair. When she reached out, when she reached the top, a totally different sight presented itself to her. The sky was blue. A soft breeze was blowing. The ground sloped gently downwards in the green meadow, dotted with colorful flowers. Stood a neat cottage. She walked up to it and opened the door. There sat an old woman with white hair who beckoned to her kindly. Okay. At that moment, the poor woman awoke. It was already daylight, and she decided once to follow her dream. With difficulty, she climbed the mountain, and everything was just as she had seen during the night. The old woman received her kindly, showing her a chair where she was to sit. You must have met me with misfortune, she said, can, having can sought you an old out lady my... voice. You must have met me with misfortune, she said, having sought out my lonely cottage. The woman related with tears what had happened to her. Be comforted, said the old woman. I will help you. Here is a golden comb for you. Wait until the full moon has risen, then go to Mill Pond. Sit down at the bank and comb your long black hair with this comb. When you are finished, set it down on the bank, and you will see what will happen. Oh, <clears throat> okay. So they got a plan. Yeah, they... She, so this was all in her dream. She met this old lady. She got the comb. And then they have a goal now. She's going to No, get she's awake now. now. She dreamed oh. about the cottage, and she woke up, and she's like, I should go do what I dreamed about. So this oh, is all okay. actually happening. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, now, I, now I'm on that same mm-hmm. page. The woman returned home, but the time passed slowly for her until the full moon came. Finally, the shining disc appeared in the heavens, and she went out to Mill Pond, sat down, and combed her long black hair with the golden comb. When she was finished, she sat down at the water's edge. Before long, there came a motion from beneath the water. A wave arose, rolled onto the bank, and carried the comb away with it. 
in not more time than it took for her to comb the sink. Try again. Yeah. <laughs> in not more time than it took for the comb to sink to the bottom, the surface of the water parted and the huntsman's head emerged. He said nothing. Well, I think like it's attached to his body. Yeah. He said yeah. nothing, only looking at his wife with a sorrowful glance. Aww. That same instant, a second wave rushed up. And <clears throat> excuse me. That same instant, a second wave rushed up and covered her husband's head. Then everything vanished. The mill pond lay as peaceful as before, with only the face of a full moon shining on it. Damn. I feel like the old ma- lady like should have told her like a little bit more or something. Yeah. Filled with sorrow, the woman returned, but she saw the old woman's cottage in the dream. The next morning, she again sat up, sat, set out and told her sorrows to the wise woman. The old woman gave her a golden flute and said, wait until the moon is full again, then take this flute, sit on the bank, and play a beautiful tune on it. When you're finished, set it in the sand, then you will see what will happen. So she's going round two. The woman did what the old woman had told her to do. No sooner was the flute laying in the sand when there was motion from beneath the water, and wave, and a wave rushed up and carried the flute away. Immediately afterwards, the water parted, and not only her husband's head, but half his body emerged as well. He stretched out his arms longingly towards her, but a second wave rushed up, covered him, and pulled him down again. Oh, what does it help me, she said, for me only to see my beloved and then lose him again. Despair filled her heart anew, but a dream led her a third time to the old woman's house. God damn it. This old woman (laughs) is like, "Mm, let's make it three nights she comes to my home. (laughs) She went there, and the wise woman gave her a golden spinning wheel, comforted her, and said, everything is not yet fulfilled. Wait until the full moon comes, then take the spinning wheel, sit on the bank, and spin the spool full. When you have done this... Place the spinning wheel at the water's edge, and you will see what will happen. Listen, this old woman has a lot of gold to give. That's right? all I'm saying. Gold's expensive. <laughs> I was like, these are big ticket items, too. This yeah. isn't like a little coin or anything. <laughs> the woman did everything exactly as she had been told. As soon as the full moon appeared, she carried the golden spinning wheel to the bank and span diligently until she was out of flax, and the spool was completely filled with thread. She had scarcely placed the wheel on the bank when there was a more violent motion than before the water's depth. Then a powerful wave rushed up and carried the wheel away with it. Immediately the head and the whole body of her husband emerged in a water spout. He quickly jumped to the bank, caught his wife by the hand, and fled. They had gone only a little distance when the entire mill pond arose with a terrible roar. Then the terrible force streamed out across the countryside. The fugitives saw death before their eyes. When the wife, in her terror, called out for the old woman to help them, they were instantly transformed. She into a toad, he into a frog. It works. Well, I did not see that You're not one. going to drown. That's a, that's a fair point. <laughs> the flood which had overtaken them could not destroy them, but it separated them and carried them far away. Aww. When the water receded and they both reached dry land again, their human forms returned again, but neither knew where the other one was. They found themselves among strange people who did not know their native land. High mountains and deep valleys lay between them. In order to earn a living, they both had to herd sheep. For long years, they drove their flocks to the fields and woods and were filled with sorrow and longing. Oh my god, all that fucking work? Yeah, just to (sighs) get washed away as a frog. (sighs) One day, when spring had once again broken forth on the earth, they both went out with their flocks. And as chance would have it, they moved towards one another. He saw a herd on a distant mountain and drove his sheep towards it. They met in a valley but did not recognize one another but they were happy that they were no longer so alone. From then on, every day, they drove their flocks next to each other. They did not speak much, but they did feel comforted. One evening, when the moon was full, shining in the sky, and the sheep were already to rest, the shepherd took his flute out of his pocket and played on a beautiful, sorrowful tune. 
When he finished, he saw that the shepherdess was crying bitterly. Why are you crying? He asked. Oh, she answered, the moon was full. The full moon was shining like this when I played that tune on the flute for the last time and my beloved's head emerged out of the water. He looked at her and it was as though a veil fell across from his eyes. He recognized his beloved wife and when she looked at him, the moon shining on his face, she recognized him as well. They embraced and kissed one another and no one needs to ask if they were happy. Oh my god, it's an We have a happy, happy ending, ending finally. <laughs> And then the Nixie came back and brought him back. (laughs) And then the Nixie shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I didn't talk a lot during that. I wasn't as reactive because I was just like, oh, what happens next? That was really cute. Oh, the frog thing was very interesting, though. It's like he needed another four pages or like a transition piece. I think in like the longer version, like they were drowning and the old lady is like, this is a very shortened condensed version that's right Um, yeah so i think they were like drowning because like she like flooded the entire town to get them so turning them into a frog was actually a good call turns out well that was cute like (laughs) it's really refreshing to have a like a happy ever happily ever after and especially a grim story yeah yeah, we don't get those too often. <laughs> no. Hold on to that, everyone. Hold on mm-hmm. to that for the next, like, 20 yeah, episodes. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, I already know the next episode. It's not happening. <laughs> I was like, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on to this. Hug this. Hug this yep. like you hug a newborn puppy. <laughs> it does let go. Oh, that was so cute. Oh, my heart. Okay. Well, my heart is so full now, so um, (laughs) we'll go into some quick announcements real quick before we dive into our Alluring Alignment chart. So the first one, again, we just wanted to thank you, say thank you, Sindarfine, for the fanfic episode, and don't forget to check out her art. We both had a lot of fun researching this topic and can't wait to do more fanfic episodes in the future. Um, if you'd like to submit a fanpick episode, get a shout out on air, and help support the show, visit us on Patreon today at patreon.com forward slash alluring and join the Enchanter tier. Plus, there are tons of other perks you get for being part of our Patreon, including behind the scenes content, video episodes where you get to see our reactions as you get to see the art, our beautiful faces. <laughs> And um, what else? There's coloring pages. You can download like digital coloring pages of the lore we're going to talk about next month. We have digital wallpapers you can download for your phone of the stuff I illustrate. And episodes of spooky little games. So we would love to do more of these in the future. So go submit one. You can get together with friends and I'll do one together. And again, we will put an app to her Instagram. I like fucking love her art. (laughs) So be up on the screen now. Wow. Like look at that. Look at this Ooh. goddess's work. <laughs> like I, I gush about it, but anyway, we have some of the coolest fans ever. Bragging bragging. Totes humble brag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't given us yet, go ahead and give us five stars and write a positive review on Apple Podcast iTunes about our show please thank you we currently have a special promotion going on where if you send us a screenshot of the review once it's live we will mail you an alluring sticker and random cryptid bottle stickers we only have a few more stickers and it's first come first serve so go write those reviews today you can send the screenshot to our instagram at alluring podcast our twitter at alluring or email us at alluring at gmail.com yeah. And then um, one last quick one. Apparently, I was very bad at reading, and the Paranormal Podcast Award voting ends the end of September, which is what... Wait, Even what, longer. That's a long voting 
Yeah, so if you haven't, please go vote for us because that's pretty neat. And we'll have a link to that in our episode description. There's still time to spread the Loring love. Go make your family vote. All you need is an email to do it. One Mm -hmm. vote per email. Go just take all your family's emails and vote for us because that would be pretty (laughs) neat. (laughs) All right. A Loring alignment chart. (laughs) Okay. Let me update because I definitely did it. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. You posted it. There it is. I did. <laughs> see? It just didn't refresh for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you go, go ahead. Uh, you, you go first. <laughs> After hearing that story of, uh, of, uh, Nixie kidnapping a man. Uh, where'd you put it? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that reminder. I almost forgot after having my heart ripped out. Um, I put them <laughs> under... A little bit good and a little bit chaotic so <laughs> which I feel a little indifferent about but I stick I'm sticking to what I put there first because now there's only room for growth on my end <laughs> true so I, I placed mine again exclusively based off my story so I put it on lawful evil because while, yes, she did, like, kidnap a person, she she has her <laughs> set of rules she followed. The man agreed to it. Like, it was technically hers by law, by right. Right. Um, yeah, so still evil, still a terrible person. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's got a code. That's true. Like, ah. I'd probably yeah. put it a little more towards, like, um, neutral, lawful. Yeah, with yeah I, both of them combined. I could meet in. I'd meet in the middle. From no, I'd I'd be in the middle too. After that story, yeah. I agree with you. We can be we at at like yep, a little bit yeah. more towards neutral and just a yeah. little bit more towards chaotic. So we're still mm-hmm. in the lawful evil section, yeah. but we're just yeah, kind of like kind of here, getting a little closer yeah. to the pinpoint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well. Well, this was a fun one. Our takeaway, stay away from the milk... Was it Mill Creek Pond? Is that Mm -hmm. what it's called? Stay away from Mill Creek Pond. Yeah. And don't offer your firstborn to a woman. Especially if your wife is pregnant at the moment. (laughs) Because it wasn't the firstborn. The Nixie said, the thing that was just born in your house. And he's like, it's not my son. It's a dog or a cat. (laughs) No. If your wife is that close to childbirth don't make that kind of deal that's the takeaway listen to your wife yeah yeah listen to your wife there that's the takeaway there we go well uh thank you guys so much for listening this has been alluring have an alluring day and we'll catch you in the next episode bye and that's all for this episode of alluring thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening If you want more Loring, go check out our website, Loring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.